Welcome to Living Water Radio. What is the new normal looking like for you? Has your faith grown stronger in this crisis? Today we're going to talk about what to do when your faith fails. My name is Pastor David Burkadall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. We seem to be coming to the end of the pandemic, and many of us have lost a lot. We've lost friends and family to COVID-19. We've lost time. We've lost education. We've lost work. We've lost experience, health care, and we've lost jobs and a sense of material security. We've lost a sense of connection to other people, and for some, we fear them. We're out of practice in reading body language, interpreting facial expressions without masks, and many conscious and particularly unconscious signs that tell us how to understand our community, who will be our friends, and where we belong, how to travel, and how to shop. The world seems to have developed into even smaller cliques than we remember. Groups who shared our values seem to have gotten smaller, and our national dialogue seems to have become even more adversarial. But we have also gained. We have gained new skills and new friends. We've developed our hobbies and taken on new ones. We've discovered family and friends through Zoom and other apps. We've gained a new tool to share our faith with digital media. And we've gained new ways to work collaboratively. We've reconnected with our families and whoever we found in our pod. We've met our neighbors and learned how to live with them. We've gained insight into ourselves and what we want to do with our lives. We've gained money and time by not commuting. Oh, and some of us have gained weight. And some of us have used the time away to loosen ties, including those to their faith and their church. And some have used the time to reconsider their need for something real and are looking for or will be returning to a church. Some will have lost a sense of community and will be looking for that, at least at first, in the hopes that what they find is something real. I have long thought that crisis is an amplifier of who we are as persons. What was weak gets weaker. What was strong gets stronger. And so it is with faith. But I think that when we speak of faith, we should first be sure that we are talking about the same thing. So first, I want to emphasize what faith is not. Faith is not optimism. It is not blind, and it is not a feeling. It is not something we work ourselves into or something we all have to figure out for ourselves. It is, If it is any of those things, optimism, blind, a feeling, an accomplishment, or something just for you, it is your faith. And because it comes from you, it is not up to the task of life, and sooner or later it will fail, and probably sooner rather than later. What is faith? Paul writes in the 11th chapter of his letter to the Hebrews what many call the faith chapter in the first verse. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, 
the conviction of things not seen. Faith is knowing things we don't know, believing in things we cannot see. This makes us vulnerable in our post-enlightenment, modern and postmodern culture. We are challenged to prove that what we believe about God is true with only material arguments. Or more commonly, we are just blown off with the words of Jeffrey the Dude Lebowski and the Big Lebowski, well, that's just like your opinion, man. Or people inflate every bad experience they have ever had or heard about, every judgmental church lady or man, or every boring worship service they have ever sat through into evidence that the church is not for them, and they just form their personal religion, spiritual, but not religious. A colleague sat next to such a person whose life had come to this point on an airplane, and reflecting on their conversation, she said, I'm always interested by people who find ancient religion boring, but who find themselves endlessly fascinating. Faith is none of those things. Faith is a gift from God. It comes as a living relationship with the one true living God. Faith from God never fails, but faith from you most definitely will. And when it does, where can you turn? How can a person return to faith? First, if your faith was from you, don't bother. If faith was something you manufactured for yourself and your own needs, it wasn't real to begin with. Second, God never abandons us, but we can move away from God. There was a bumper sticker stuck to the inside of the door to the emergency food pantry of the church I served in Compton that said, if you feel far from God, guess who moved? Turn your life around, that is, repent, and allow God to draw you to God. Third, remember that it's not about you. How many of us were confirmed after some happy hours with Luther's small catechism? Remember Luther's explanation to the third article of the Apostles' Creed? Of course you do. I believe that I cannot, by my own understanding or effort, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, and sanctified and kept me in true faith. In the same way, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it united with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. If you don't remember any of that, or were not confirmed in the Lutheran Church, buy the pamphlet online or go to AugsburgFortress.com and download their free digital version. Did I mention it's free? Fourth, spend time in the Bible, the primary way that God speaks to us in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us faith. How does this happen? Faith comes by hearing. In Paul's letter to the Romans, the 10th chapter, the 17th verse, he writes, So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. The word of Christ is Christ's living reality. Are you missing a sense of the living reality of God? Are you feeling dry as we come out of the pandemic? Do you know who else felt that well before the pandemic? Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa was an Albanian nun who established an order of nuns who cared for the poorest of the poor in Calcutta, India. She left instructions that when she died, her journals were to be burned. They were preserved and published, nevertheless. The world was shocked when her innermost thoughts came to light. Her journal was filled with a spiritual emptiness, a longing for something from God. 
Some read that and said, see, she was a fake. Others read that and said, what a saint to be obedient and faithful while getting nothing in return. Some people say that there is no such thing as altruism, of selfless service to others. They say that when we do good, we feel good, and that that feeling is our reward and the reason we do the good that we do. Mother Teresa got nothing while spending her life doing what is universally recognized as good works. Sometimes we just put our head down and keep chugging ahead, only later, maybe, realizing that the Holy Spirit was there within us all along. We just didn't have a word for it. Fifth, we can be the means of the Holy Spirit when we exercise our credible witness. Study after study for decades has found that 80 to 85 percent of Christians come to faith through the influence of a friend or relative, someone who is seen as having nothing to gain, whose words are credible to them. Sometimes I have put a sheet over a chair before a worship service and placed it someplace where it can be seen. During the sermon, I ask for a volunteer to come forward. I say that I'm looking for someone who is willing to risk public humiliation and personal injury while getting no reward. A volunteer comes forward. I tell them that there is a chair under the sheet. I ask them to sit down. Eventually, they do. They do so because I am a credible witness. We are the first Bible some people will ever read. God doesn't see us that way, but people do. Sixth, faith comes from God in community, and it can be restored there, too. Pastor Will Willimon is a Methodist pastor who has also been a seminary professor, a university chaplain, the Methodist equivalent of a bishop, and is a fine preacher. He tells the story of a young woman who was a member of a congregation he served who made an appointment to see him during the week. She came by his office and said, Pastor Williman, I just wanted to say that I won't be coming to church anymore. I've been struggling with my faith for a while, and I just realized that I can't do it anymore. I appreciate everything that you and the church members have done for me, and I didn't want to just drift away. I just came to say goodbye. Pastor Williman tried to address her struggles and encourage her to continue, but she was having none of it. And the next Sunday, she was back at worship. And the Sunday after that, and the Sunday after that. Finally, Pastor Williman asked if she could come again. And she said yes. Pastor Williman said, aren't you the same person who came by and said that you no longer had faith and wouldn't be here anymore? She smiled and said, yes. Well, then I'm happy to see you, Pastor Williman said, but could you tell me what happened? Well, she answered, it came to me that sometimes, if you can't believe for yourself, you have to be with people who will believe for you. That is the nature of the Christian faith. It is not just a gift for us as individuals. It is a gift to the whole community. Sometimes one of us is weak and others are strong but we are only strong for one another. You have to be a part of the community to know that. Seventh, be real, be transparent, live from the inside out, from the transformed life within you. You are a new creation in Jesus Christ. Live from that. Faith that we generate for ourselves will fail. Faith that comes from a living relationship with the one true living God never fails because it comes from a place that is holy, pure, and transcendent, a place that is real, ultimately true. 
That's how we know it is real, even when we struggle, even when we don't feel anything. As Philip Dick, the science fiction writer, once said, reality is that which, when you stop believing in it, doesn't go away. Turn to God, the ultimate reality of the Holy Spirit, the ongoing personal presence of God for good in the world. Open your heart to receive the streams of living water, the metaphor for the Holy Spirit used in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, to the presence of God to nourish you, inspire you, push you sometimes, and make of you a new creation. God will make you into something that is real, something that defines everything about you, something that makes you a credible witness to others because your faith has not come from you. It is real because it comes from God. Faith is like a beard. Let it grow, and it becomes the first thing people notice about you. We are starting to emerge now from the pandemic. Let God make your new normal a life of faith. Get out of God's way today, and let faith in God grow within you. Today, let's remember to pray for those struggling for racial equality and for those who protect and serve. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkettall and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have available and support your church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay at home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.